From Rocketium, this is Spilling the Magic Beans. Every day, our customers see hundreds of pieces of content flash before their eyes. Through their social media, through their news channels, and through their email. Content is literally everywhere. So much so that we tend to ignore most of what's put in front of us. But every once in a while, we see a piece of content that makes us stop in the middle of our scrolls and engage. What makes us do so? What are the components of eye-catching and scroll-stopping content? Stick with us, we've got you covered. In today's episode, we spoke to Ashish Bajaj, who's the head of marketing at Medibuddy, which is India's largest digital healthcare platform. And if you're lucky enough to follow Medibuddy on any of their social platforms, you will see that their content is powerful, out of the box, and truly resonates with their audiences. And in this episode, we will break down with Ashish the components of their content that make it so powerful. We started by speaking about where Ashish and his team get the ideas for their content from. Now, I think uh, the fundamentals of coming out with any campaign is, do you know your consumer well? We follow this for all our campaigns. And usually what happens is, while we are ideating about a concept or just sitting down on the drawing table, the first and foremost thing is we start talking to our consumers, trying to find out what is the nuance that we need to solve, keeping in mind whatever we are looking at as an output for ourselves from a content point of view. Say, for instance, it is a day-specific campaign, one of the WHO days that we are celebrating around health. Now, when we do that, we try to find out what we can learn from our consumers which can actually become the talking point for them or is a barrier for them to cross and start looking at telemedicines or start looking at digital healthcare. For Bacho Se Seekho was the campaign hashtag and the entire campaign thought it was on mental health. Basically what happened was while we were talking to our consumers trying to understand what is a happy space for them. And we got to know that the feedback is coming like while I'm spending time on social media, while I'm spending time on Netflix, or while I'm watching a lot of content, but usually that's not the right equation for you to be mentally happy as well. It's not a long-term happiness that you want to drive. But to be very honest, when you learn from kids, what is the best thing in a day to do is smile, have a good conversation with your friends, enjoy the moment. If you want to be healthy, then you really need to understand how kids live their life. So it's a beautiful insight that we worked out because we spoke to our consumers. Not only that, there is, of course, everyone have their process of collecting CSATs and collecting feedback. That's an infinity loop kind of a process for us, which keeps helping us to understand more and keep working on these kind of activities. Speaking to your customers will give you great ideas for your content. Your customers will give you the perspectives you just haven't thought about before. And often this perspective is the way a lot of your audiences also feel. So making this a common practice for your marketing team will always be time well spent. And as Ashish mentioned, there are several ways of collecting customer feedback. But what channels has he seen to be the most effective for him and his team at Medibuddy? The channels have ever evolving. I remember the days while I was working for a handset organization in my previous experiences. The best way to get a feedback was post sales at the point of truth when you have sold the handset. So there used to be a hard copy of a CSAT form which we used to give it out and people used to fill and give it to the retailer. Or 
a distributor does that process for you. So moving on from there, it kind of moved to having it on phone. You have started using the product that we sold to you. Are you happy with the product or not? Of course, it has its own apprehensions because the consumer might or might not be free at that point in moment. And you have to arrange all of those things. That time when it moved to phone or an IVR kind of a system, it didn't give us the kind of results that we were looking at. Now moving on, post-purchase cycle has become so important for any brand or any product or services provider. Why? Because conversation with a consumer has become easy with the access of the chat. I think it's a phenomenal thing for at least for us or anyone who runs any kind of organization which requires constant feedback from consumers. It's very quick. And it can be as limited words for them or we can have already inputted messages for them and they just need to make an action of either saying yes to it or pressing a one. Chat has become a powerful tool for businesses. Whether they be automated chatbots or chats with customer service teams, the amazing thing about them is their ease of use for customers. And for us as marketers, it's important to use these conversations wisely to provide both a superior customer experience to any customer that has questions, but also to understand more about who your customers are. It's a great tool for extracting information without being too intrusive. But then the question becomes, what information should you be asking for? And how do you do this seamlessly? So first, from a product point of view, it does help us in understanding our operations and services delivery standpoints, which is very important after every transaction. For us, we are talking about healthcare. So customer obsession and speed are the cultural values of our organization. And it's very, very relevant for being into healthcare. Now, from a marketing point of view, it has to be a, a little more in-depth in terms of understanding a trend from those customers. Say, for instance, if you bucket certain usage and then there are sign graph kind of a usage that is happening. So it becomes important for us to understand why there is so much of variation in the usage of our product. Is it because of the seasonality? Is it because were we not able to service the customer, right? Is it because of the time audacity or it was because weekday weekend issues? So understanding that give us more insights on driving our marketing towards them or at least from a space of helping them make a decision about the transaction or the purchase as well becomes much more important for us. There are two primary ways of using chat effectively. First, use it to enhance your customer service capabilities after your customer buys from you. Some call this the post-purchase experience. Use it to keep your customers updated at every stage of the journey. Secondly, use chat to understand more about why certain products are performing the way they are. Ask your customers why they purchased a particular product or why they didn't during a particular time. Ask them about their frequency of purchasing and whether they liked a product or not. This is all great data for you to use when retargeting them with future marketing efforts. For example, if you know a particular customer likes buying a particular product at a particular time, like buying milk on the Monday of every week, then you can remind them on a Sunday so they don't forget. It's a win-win. It's helpful to them and it drives sales. Now, Ashish has walked us through a lot. But it all boils down to the simple point of creating content that will resonate with your audiences. Whether you get the ideas through chat or through brainstorming sessions, it's crucial to build your campaigns around your target customer. And here's an end-to-end -end flow of how Ashish and his team created one of their favorite campaigns. 
Hashtag fight for freedom. My personal favorite. It was a campaign that we did around providing information, right kind of information to people to stay at home during the COVID scenario and also projecting them as the freedom fighters and correlating it to how our erstwhile freedom fighters during our independence movement because they had a different situation at hand and we all were fighting different kind of enemies given the time and situation. But we all have made an effort to stay away from the current pandemic situation. We were actually doing our boot camp. This is a quarterly recurring activity where we sit down with the entire team and brainstorm. And the brief that we started off with a discussion was we do something around the situation that we are in right now. And how do we come up with an idea which can provide people the information that whatever they are doing because they are tired of sitting at home. Whatever they are doing, they are doing the right thing. And even if it extends a little bit more, because it started from an understanding that people had started moving out, people had started traveling. At that point in time, when we launched this campaign, revenge travel, revenge shopping were a big markers. And suddenly we were seeing that the graph was going towards increasing COVID cases. And that is where we divided ourselves into teams and we tried to patch it all together and we launched approximately 14 to 15 content series with different publishers. We added on top of it saying that this is such a big cause. There should not be a publisher which should feel that I am working with my competitor. You should all be part of this because this is larger than all of us. From there, the content start getting launched. We picked up different aspects of freedom fighters and brought them in towards smaller situations that we were doing. So people were going out to play cricket. You can you can let it go for six months. You're not saying that you should not play. You should definitely play. But given the situation, we can delay it further. We even picked up situations like people were getting married. There were 500 people attending and all 500 getting COVID. And in some cases, we heard that bride and groom also passed away because they got into COVID. So we picked up that as a situation as well. So we sat down and we figured out what are the situations which are important. We show them that that keeps happening and we salute them. And that is how the entire campaign became applauded globally and in India. And we're quite happy that we were able to bring it in front of our consumers. Fight for Freedom was a powerful campaign. It stood for something bigger than making sales. It stood for helping the world out of a tough situation where so many were struggling. And a critical reason that this campaign performed so well was that they deeply understood their audiences. They knew exactly which situations to call out in their campaigns to achieve their ultimate objective of keeping people indoors to stop the spread of the virus. They asked folks to delay playing cricket for a few months. They asked folks to put off any unnecessary travel. And they also asked people to limit weddings because they could be super spreading events. But behind all of this, the real reason that Fight for Freedom was so powerful to so many was the trust that it built in Medibuddy's true motivations. For Medibuddy, if many people get sick, that's actually more business for them. But they found it truly important to make sure that they were spreading the right information that actually helped their audiences, even if it meant sacrificing revenues. To be very honest, we all believe in, as an organization, that as a brand, you should be the provider of right information to consumers for anything related to healthcare. If you are able to do that, 
if you're able to build trust with the consumers, the rest of the things will follow on their own. So we went with that as a mindset. Build trust and the rest will follow. Those are definitely wise words for any marketer to follow. Now we'll end with the question that every marketer struggles with while building campaigns. Quality versus quantity. How do you find the perfect balance, especially while launching campaigns at scale? We do struggle with these situations. So say for instance, we pick up a situation which is to the current situation where we are right now in. It's very important to tell our consumers the right information about Omicron. There are situations where you have to be day in, day out, keeping them updated is where you look at kind of saying that what is more important is bring out that content piece, whether or not it tick marks over your quality matrices. The most important aspect or objective of that content is to serve in providing right kind of information. And if it is time mannered, then you leave out all of those situations. And moving on, when you have something as an objective, which is about touching a chord of a consumer at a behavior level, then you take your all the time in the world in terms of developing that right piece of content, which requires that quality as well. This is a brilliant rule of thumb when thinking about the quality versus quantity of your campaigns. If the content is time sensitive, prioritize putting the content out there, especially if the message is more important than how it looks and feels. But if you're creating a campaign where you're trying to change the behaviors of your audience, then take all the time in the world. Because as Ashish says, you have to get every aspect of those campaigns right. And finally, to meet the scale of content that Ashish and his team are putting out, they use templates. We use softwares where we design the first piece of the template. First, I have to solve for the look and feel of it, whether it's bringing out the right kind of brand colors. Does the template makes it looks appealing to me to stop and read? Third, am I able to read them well? Because if its objective is about providing the right kind of information, then that's the story. Use templates, my friends. It makes spreading the information that you're looking to so much easier. Spend time at the very beginning, making sure they look and feel good. Then use them to truly scale your content. But if there's one thing to take away from this episode, it's that you truly need to put in the time to understand your customers. Whether it be through CSAT forms, calling them or through chat, make sure you understand what they are looking for from your brand and create your content based around those very thoughts. We really hope you enjoyed this episode of Spilling the Magic Beans. Week after week, we take you through case studies of the most successful marketing campaigns on the planet and give you tangible frameworks as well as anecdotal experiences that act as valuable lessons. If you enjoyed this episode and want more exclusive behind the scenes looks into the top marketing teams in the world, make sure to subscribe to this podcast on your favorite podcast platform.